Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth. This is another episode. We're going to go ahead and ask you to like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell the world, send a hot air balloon up with a sign that says Uncomfortable Truth. Uh, Help us reach more people for Jesus. It's uncomfortable when it comes to tax time and you know that you owe money, but you don't know how much money you owe. So you're just waiting for that accountant to call. Is anybody dealing with that recently? I'm not going to point anybody <laughs> out on the stream. I am. I'm wait. Brandon's waiting on that moment. No, I just got on. the call last Sean's, week. Sean's gotten that call. Obi is probably. It's even more uncomfortable when you don't have the money that they have. <laughs> <laughs> That's really uncomfortable. That's really. <laughs> you need more. You need more. So write-offs. this has become a paid, uh, <laughs> a paid place. So. Yeah. Send your donations too. <laughs> We're taking donations. No, kidding. Uh, we have Sean on the mic today. Who wants to open us up? I got us. Dear Lord, we love you. We uh, just praise you that you give us the opportunity to uh, speak to you through your Holy Spirit, Lord, and uh, that uh, we can have that in our heart. Just if, uh, We just ask to know you. Lord, thank you for the uh, ability to pray. And uh, Lord, help us to make that the first thing, the second thing, and the last thing we do in all things that we experience in life. Uh, Help us to embrace the trials and tribulations and know that uh, iron sharpens iron and those opportunities are uh, truly uh, potentially a blessing to share you with someone else during the time of uh, chaos and things that uh, are uncertain, Lord. Lord, uh, be with Sean as he uh, brings his thoughts and his uh, heart today and help us to... uh, reach as many people as we can for you in your name we pray amen amen all right gentlemen um i got a pretty cool topic i think um it's different kind of sort of but it might be in line with one of our other uh 71 topics or is that right no 61 61 yeah or maybe this is 61 you have sixty one. You're probably gonna. We're gonna get on the same. <laughs> you're yeah. gonna, yeah, you're gonna, gonna cross a theme there somewhere. You're gonna cr- you're gonna cross uh, topics from time to time. But this one is uh, God God directing your path. How, how does God uh, direct us down a different path in life? And um, I want to start off by reading this Bible verse here. Uh, it's out of Proverbs. Proverbs three five through six. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And lean not on your own understanding, and all the ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Paths. So, first of all, I just want you all to be thinking while I'm talking about <clears throat> a couple other topics here. Um, in your own life, you know, some. Uh, if you can think of an example of people or things, or maybe just a story that you heard uh, where God... Um, I've never physically heard God call call an audible in my own personal life, you know, uh, where he directed me down this different path. Uh, however, I firmly believe that, that God, uh, he p- 
puts people, uh, things and circumstances or events in our life that cause us to make different decisions in our life. And I call that divine intervention. Okay. Uh, one that, uh, a story that I heard, uh, whenever I went to the nine 11 Memorial in, in New York city, uh, was a story about Mark Wahlberg. Uh, it was interesting, because uh, Mark was scheduled to fly on American Airlines Flight 11, which was the first plane that hit the World Trade Center. And uh, that day, he was supposed to be on that plane. And what happened at the last moment, uh, some friends of his said, look, we don't want to go there today, uh, which that was that plane was scheduled to fly to Los Angeles. Instead, let's go to the Toronto Film Festival. And uh, so God put people in Mark's life that kept him off that plane. Um, for those of you who don't know, you know, Mark Wahlberg, I've always kind of admired, you know, his toughness and his manliness, you know, and all his characters. And, man, he's a great actor. And, uh, you know, just to hear his story. Also, um, he, uh, he, he is a professed Christian, you know, and he does, you know, you know, he talks about praying and, his strict schedule every morning, and, uh, you know, he's a big workout guy. I love working out, and uh, so uh, I've always just kind of kind of looked up to the guy, although I don't know him personally. Uh, I know he loves working out. He, he, I know he loves God. I know he loves working out. I know he loves playing golf. Those are all things I like doing. <laughs> and, he, and he loves he loves working, he, which is something that you love to do, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, yes, yes. Um, anyway, um I feel like on that day, God directed his path uh, away and, and out of harm, um, and out of harm's way, and, you know, which ultimately would end up, chances are, uh, he probably wouldn't have been able to save the plane, you know, but he might have tried. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it still probably would have hit the World Trade Center, you know. So I just, you know, I think when I think about, like, stories in the Bible of God um, you know, directing people's paths. Uh, I also know that God sends angels, um, uh, and I believe, I absolutely believe in angels uh, here on earth as well, uh, whether they're in human form or whether they come to you in a dream. Um, the story that stands out to me is the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And, uh, you know, in Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, God sends two angels to, uh, to talk to Lot, and uh, and to warn Lot of you know the coming doom uh, on Sodom and Gomorrah, and he goes around and pleads with other people, uh, trying to get them to leave, and they almost laugh at him or or, or think that you know it's not true. And um, the bottom line is, is God had plans to destroy and did destroy that city because there wasn't any worthy um, believers in in the city, and uh, he spared, um, but he spared Lot and uh, sent angels to warn him. So, you know, I just want to kind of talk about how, or ask you guys, you know, about like your uh, opinion on uh, on God directing our paths, using people, things, circumstances, and events. And do you believe it's a real thing? And, uh, and, ha- and has it ever happened in your own lives? Or do you know of any stories in your uh, maybe friends' lives? Or have you ever heard of anything like that happening where, you felt like it was, you felt, you know, the spirit of the Lord, or you felt like it was intervention by God. Um, so um, I thought those were two cool stories, one out of the Bible and then one in like today, you know, which was the Wahlberg. 
Brandon and I have been doing a lot of uh, diving into business, probably more Brandon than than I. He reads a lot, a lot, consumes a lot of material and, uh, and Bible material. But one thing that we are learning is that in order to see where you're at and what you've accomplished, and I'm relating this in a minute, you have to write down where you're at right now and where you want to go. And so in our walk with the Lord, that's a great question, Sean, because if we do not write down where we're at now and what God has done for us when he does direct our paths, then we don't remember it and we just keep like flailing forward, right? Yeah. You, you, don't, you don't recognize God's sovereignty and him directing your path if you don't write it down, if you don't remember it. Yeah, our brain retains very little information the first time we hear it, read it, see it. Um, and the better clarity that we have on God's provision, blessings, uh, guidance, or even, we won't go into, there's not many stories I want to tell live right now, but I can look back and go, God, I was an idiot. And for whatever reason, you protected me, you know, and you allowed me to be here today. Was? Uh, well, am. <laughs> <laughs> am. We, uh, we all. Yeah. We all are. But uh, less uh, devastating potential decisions, <laughs> you know, that, uh, you know, I can look back over the last 20 years of my life and go, I may not can tell you exactly what was going on, and I think that's the faith piece when we're believers, but I can tell you without a doubt that many people have not had the privilege of staying on this earth to share Jesus with some of the decisions that I put myself in. Right. And so I wouldn't say, Sean, it's one direct thing, although I could probably sit here and come up with a 100 stories, but I do like where Shane's going in the sense of lots of people believe in journaling. You read about anybody successful. Um, I've been diving into how I view productivity and uh, this is a little saying semi unrelated, but it said, if you become more productive and you're less happy, you're failing at being more productive. Right. You know, and for us, what causes that? What would cause you to be more productive and less happy? Well, the world that we all fall for hook, line and sinker often says that the busier I am, the more productive I am. Right, so you get overwhelmed. Yes. You get you get overwhelmed with the things that don't necessarily bring you joy, right? Yes. Mm. Yeah, and you get overwhelmed by living in the future that you can't control or being consumed by the past, which can't be repeated, and forgetting to live in the present. And the breath that we have at the very moment that we have it at the, is the only breath that we are guaranteed. Right. You know, And then you go back to what are we really here for as believers? You know, and if Wahlberg, that happened to him, does he share that? I don't know Does he sh- if it's out there in the public. Obviously, he shared it. Has he shared that as, as a testimony to his faith and God's sovereignty? Because if we recognize God's sovereignty, often those experiences allow us to share God because that's how we relate to people, through experiences. You see that in the Bible over and over again. It's, it's relational. You know, um, every hands and feet of Jesus we read in the Bible, it's 
through relationships that they share Jesus. So right. uh, I love the question for sure. Yeah, I think, um, you know, our mind immediately goes to, you know, you know, kind of where has God changed, you know, in your example, Sean, I'm thinking of where God has changed course, you know, and maybe kept me out of a bad situation or kept, um, I'm, I'm very aware of that and of the, of that being able to happen on a day in and day out basis. You know, I mean, I catch myself thinking when I'm in a hurry to get somewhere Mm -hmm. and I catch every red light, you know, it's like, or flat tire happens or, you know, stuff, stuff that you got. We all know those guys that whenever that, even that small little, those little pieces of adversity hit, it just really kicks them in the teeth. Uh, and there was a time where it would kick me in the teeth. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I'm, I'm able to kind of, I guess, more self-evaluate that situation and think there's a reason that I'm sitting here in my driveway airing up my wife's tire and I need to be at work at a, in a meeting or whatever the case may be. You know, I mean, we, we all we can all think of those situations and we don't necessarily recognize why or know why, but we believe in God's sovereignty and we believe that there's a reason for everything that occurs in our life. And for those of us that do have that mindset, um, you know, being able to deal with those moments and knowing that God has a plan and it could be that had I not stopped, had I not slowed down in that moment, you know, what, what in the world could have happened, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, on a, on the a flip side of that is if I didn't slow down here, would I met that person that I got to tell about Jesus or that, you know, have some impact for his kingdom, right. you know? A big piece in this that I see growth for in these conversations and for me is that I'm never, it's always uh, encouraging when I remember to slow down and go, We're, God, I know you're here. Help me open my eyes and see. And then it immediately eliminates all the things that get in the way and trip me up as a believer. The selfishness goes away. The pridefulness goes away or tries to, you know. But it, when my eyes are on the Lord, all that other stuff doesn't creep in, you know. And I'm able to go, okay, let me just be real blunt. That really pissed me off. But the reality is, is God, what do you want me to see? And I can't focus on what ticked me off if my eyes are on him. Right. But often I go straight like a, like a hound dog to the thing that ticked me off (laughs) and, and I can't, and I can't see what I need to see. So then that's that sovereignty you learn the hard way Mm -hmm. where you went after full bore and then you get into the thick of it and then you get through it and you go, God, I'm an idiot. (laughs) You know, and then you look at God and go, God, please forgive me. Then we have that beautiful grace of being able to ask for forgiveness. And as a parent, I'm getting better with four it's sometimes seeing the train wreck about to happen because I have four now and knowing they need to experience it. Right. Because if I stop them and catch them, the next wreck is going to be 10 times worse because they didn't have a chance to learn from just a scant knee. So. And, and what about all the, you know, we talk about the moments where we, 
we see, uh, you know, and we, we get to realize almost in that moment, you know, whether it be a, uh, you know, a flat tire or something, and we, we might not, um, you know, we might not get, get upset. We might just accept that as, well, there's a reason for this. Mm-hmm. But what about those harder moments, you know, where you've, you've worked so hard for something mm-hmm. and, and you, and you just know that whatever that end goal is, it, you've made it there. It's about to come to fruition, and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come to fruition. Yeah. And 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 it's like it's the end of the world. Exactly. You know, yeah. That's yeah. the way you think. Yeah. That's yeah. What you think. yeah. That's right. You know, it, it's the it, it, it. That's the way you think. You think. You know what in the world? I, I know. I was I was one million percent sure that this was both of our plans, God. You know, this mm-hmm. this, <laughs> yeah. this was both of our plans, uh-huh. and and uh, and and this isn't happening. You know, and man, those are some kicks in the face, right? No doubt. And I go ahead, Shane. We had a. I was thinking of a perfect example of that in our business uh, back in February. We bid an account that would have uh, increased our basically our top line revenue by about 30% is a massive account. Wow. And, uh, during that time, our business was, uh, I didn't know it yet, but it was about to be in shambles and you guys all know that, but I thought we had a really good chance to get it and we didn't. Right. And fast forward, however many months later, what, seven months later, eight months later, our business goes through a major transition and I'm going to call it an awesome transition because there was awesome lows and awesome highs, uh, just some, some terrible things and some great things that happened. Why do you know that those were awesome lows? Cause those two words do not normally go together. And this is a genuine question. I think that ties into what Sean's asking us. We've, uh, you and I have chronicled that whole process. That's right. We've chronicled it. And we've now reflected on it, and yeah. you know where you started. Right. Now, if we didn't do that m- the way I typically am, I would have just kept moving forward and not really thought about it, right, and not not giving God the glory for exactly what he's done in, in a short period of time in this business. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to eight months later, I get a call from the guy that's over this and says, hey, we're going to need you. Come back out and see me. Let's figure this out. Wow. So I have to reflect on that and know that what Sean's talking about, that was God directing our path and saying, you're not, you're not ready for this right now. You're not, you're not where you need to be. Your business is not where it needs to be. There's a lot of things that have to change. But you can't understand that, son. Mm-hmm. There's no way I can explain that to you right now. It has to be shown to you. Right. Yeah. And I think the beauty of that right there is that, you know, first of all, let me flip it on the other side. So nobody thinks we're teaching prosperity gospel or anything. It may not have been in God's plans at all. Yeah, absolutely. And Sean and Shane, if he continues to reflect and honor the Lord in his relationship, maybe talking on here four years from now and go, I know exactly why we never got that account or I don't. And I'm at peace with it. Yeah. Because God knows something I don't know, and that's the beauty of faith. 
you know, and that uh, relationship. That key piece is the relationship we have the privilege of having with him. It is that intimate. So when I remember to slow my rear end down and try to see him in everything, I'm never disappointed, ever. It's it's just it's super hard yeah. to do oh, that, yeah. Yeah. and especially in that moment, um, in that moment that Shane's talking about, where that phone call comes and you you realize that what you've worked so hard for is not happening. You you're just asking God a lot of questions, and and you're you're questioning yourself. Did I do enough? Did I do it right? Was I doing it for the right reasons? You know, all those things that that come up in your head before it comes back to you and that trust and faith kicks in mm-hmm. and and you're like, I know, I, I, I realize that this obviously wasn't a part of my plan that you have for my life right now. Before that gets there, there's a lot of, soul searching Mm -hmm. and uh you know i I just think that it's important to understand that that's normal Mm -hmm. you know first of all and that you know not not want you know i was listening to uh, a matt chandler sermon yesterday and uh man i love that guy he's he's he is he is awesome um just gets me excited and and uh really he he's a great way to start your day. If if uh, you know out, outside of listening to this podcast, I would say Matt Chandler's probably the second well best played. way. <laughs> second best way to start your day. Sorry, uh, Matt. Love you, Matt. But second fiddle today, buddy. That's gonna hurt his feelings yeah. when he hears it. <laughs> I, I was I, I built him up before. Yeah, that, that was well played. Okay, I was making sure. <laughs> but he, you know, he was talking about um, how. He he was actually he wasn't talking about necessarily trusting God's path that He has you on. He was more talking about trusting uh, God in in he was he was specifically talking about um, anxious anxious moments, anxiety, and and he was talking about how um, the first step you know to getting past that in that in that immediate moment is admitting that you don't trust God. Ooh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Yeah. It, it, re- it really was because, um, you know, and, 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 and he's like, because in that moment you, you, you don't, yeah, you, you just, you don't trust him. Uh, because you, if you did, you know, it wasn't from him. Exactly. Which is crazy. Isn't that crazy? It's such a good mind bender to be sure to think that way it bent my mind yesterday morning yeah that's good no doubt anyway you know the sad truth is um it's it's our own selfish path that more often than not leads to sin and destruction and what and but it's like we don't want to admit that Mm -hmm. you know or, or we don't want to admit that uh um, God is sovereign uh and that uh you know and have faith in that like Obi's talking about uh, that he knows better than we do. And uh, so sometimes he slams that door shut, and we might not understand it for until years later. And, know? Sean, when you say we might not understand it, I know better now that it's it's often not that we might not understand it. We're not choosing to take the path of getting to the point of potentially understanding it by leaning on God from the get-go. 
So a lot of times I didn't understand something because I wasn't seeking him. Mm-hmm. That that came after the fact, after sure. the chaos and the calamity and the destruction. Then I'm like, okay, God, now I see this. Well, not coincidentally, because I'm on my knees praying to you now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like, you dummy. I mean, I know. I yeah. really, I have to have that mm-hmm. thought process of my relationship with the Lord. Like, it's humorous. Yes. And and I've really enjoyed that uh, uh, freeing re- reality that he loves us like, like his children. Mm-hmm. And a lot of lessons mm-hmm. with our children have a lot of humor in them you know, in the moment or after the moment. Like my nine-year-old daughter has not informed me yet that she has eyes for a little boy, but she's told everybody else in my family, (laughs) which this is a funny side story. So my wife is talking to her about it and giving me the update. And I, y'all know how that goes. Sometimes she's seen the kids more than I had (laughs) yesterday. And, um, the uh, oldest in her and had a pretty good conversation about the birds and the bees, which was hilarious. And for another podcast. And, uh, (laughs) and then she had been, hearing about Scott, uh, Scout having eyes for another boy. And she goes, well, did you tell your daddy? And she goes, no, I don't know what he's going to say about that, <laughs> which means she knows what I'm going to say about that. <laughs> but she also said, my, my wife said, uh, well, is he, is, he, uh, is he cute? And she goes, do I have eyes for him? <laughs> oh, yeah. so, That's a mature uh, answer. Yeah, so my nine-year-old is like dealing with a 22-year-old. So I know in that moment, and I kid you not, my first thought was, Lord, you know it's going to be at the top of my prayer list every day from here on out. Right. And I knew that he, I saw him chuckling with me on that. He's like, just buckle up, buddy. Yeah. You know, and in my mind. So that's the kind of relationship I have with the Lord now that helps me recognize the sovereignty that where it's used to is more of a box. Sure. So. All right. Thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate you being here. Remember to go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.